Hey, y'all. You're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey, you guys. We're back. Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 24, and I'm sitting here with my um, play big sister, (laughs) (laughs) Crystal. Um, Crystal Marshall is a designer and artist based in Metro Detroit who has spent much of her career working closely with startups across the country. She harnesses her skills across many mediums, including photography, videography, hand lettering, illustration, animation, and graphic design. Crystal's mission is to work with tomorrow's household names, and she's inspired by her clients who seek to go where no one dares. She's got a soft spot for the feisty up-and-comer, and her base is full of entrepreneurs, young and old. With, creative, with her creative talent, Crystal is able to help them nurture their brands, allowing them space to take root and grow into game changers in their respective industries. I saw that from your website, <laughs> but I added some stuff. <laughs> How are you? I am great. It's so good to see you. I know. I haven't seen you since my birthday. I I know. That's bad. I'm sorry. We were joking earlier about how Evan throws the only parties that I'll go to. (laughs) I am an Olympic recluse, and every time Evan sends an invite, I say, I have to go. This is the time I'm going to go outside. I know. You do always. I can't think of a time where I've had something and you weren't there. You were always there. Oh, that one time, it was just my nephew's birthday. That was the only one I missed. Okay. And I forgive you for that because (laughs) (laughs) got to be there for Corey. (laughs) Indeed. I'm happy to see you, and I have some good questions. So we can hop right on in. So my first one is, okay, where would you say that your creativity stems from, and what got you into all of these different forms of art? Ooh, okay. So I will say that growing up, I was always drawing. Um, My dad had a little bit of a creative streak. Mm -hmm. Um, He did a little bit of painting and drawing in like high school Mm -hmm. and like his college years. So I guess it's in the genes. Um, Okay. My mom sang in the choir. Mm hmm. Um, she always had a lovely voice and our family was really big on music. We loved music. Um, and I just think that my family life was really conducive and supported, um, me being a creator. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like my sibling Nadine and Natasha, like, they're also creative people. Yeah. So, like, people are always like, how do you get, how did you get so many, like, creative people in one family? Um, but I do think it just comes from, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, our mom read to us, taking walks, mm-hmm. like, doing, like, really simple things that don't seem to be really fantastic. Like, they're really mundane. <laughs> but... I think they also teach you to appreciate life mm-hmm. and see beauty in a lot of different areas that we normally take for granted now. Yeah. Um, so I think that... <laughs> that was a good answer. It's just funny that you said that, like you brought up your sisters um, being creative too, because I do feel like sometimes when somebody, like almost like the Jackson 5 type of deal, like 
how can all of y'all sing and dance? I just feel like it's like in your genetics. Yeah. I do think there's like a DNA thing Mm -hmm. where it's just like maybe you just you lean that way. Mm -hmm. And I do think that a lot of people say that they aren't creative. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that everyone's born with. Yeah. But I do think at some point it gets like beat out of you Mm -hmm. or it gets like buried deep within you. And you just have to learn how to access it again mm-hmm. um but yeah i think yeah we all have that childlike wonder when we start out and it's just feeding it mm-hmm. you have to feed the child yeah and <laughs> um that part of you will grow and mm-hmm. become easier to access as you acknowledge it yeah did you um or did i miss anything that you do so i mentioned photography videography graphic design illustration animation being cool (laughs) what else did i miss anything or is that like your full list or do you have like a secret talent that you just have never told anyone you're like i could do this too (laughs) i feel like I feel like you you covered it all. Okay. Um, every time someone asks me what I do, mm-hmm. I get really like stumped. Cause, Cause like how do, do so I much. how do I package this in a short mm-hmm. sentence without <laughs> without losing the person's attention? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad that you were tasked with saying all of that yes. and not me, because I would have been like, uh, well, I make stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always gonna brag on Crystal every time. I have no shame. Just like, oh, yeah, but did you see this cool drawing? Like, I literally just get on your Instagram sometimes and just scroll because I'm just like, how does she do this? <laughs> how? But we'll get into that. But anyway, again, I think you're super cool, and I feel like I tell you this all the time, and I tell other people this all the time. Um, but what is your design and your creative process like when you're starting a new project? So, ideally, if I have enough time, mm-hmm. I'll start with like research and writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get to do that as much anymore. Um, But I'm working on bringing that back into the process. Um, But I used to write a lot on whatever I'm working on, Mm -hmm. like thoughts on stuff that I've seen that I think will be relevant to the space or the idea or the concept. Mm -hmm. Um, Then drawing is always a part, like even if I'm, going digital at the end mm-hmm. I'll always start on paper okay because I just think growing up drawing like my brain just works way better just yeah like, you know going through with like p- running pencil on paper okay. and like being able to scratch things out mm-hmm. like just it's like you're working through your ideas in a tangible way right um so I'll do that if I have a client or mm-hmm. someone who has a say in what I'm making. I'll do like a couple of sketch revisions so that they know mm-hmm. like transparency is really important. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'll just I'll take everything to the computer and I'll make it look polished and color it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. After that, it's I have to put the brush down sometimes yeah because <laughs> you can overwork things mm-hmm. um so yeah that's pretty much it 
I feel so when I'm writing or even in college when I had to do like essays and stuff, I always would start writing on paper first. And that's like you said, I want to be able to like cross stuff out. And sometimes like when I'm writing on paper, it literally it makes no sense or it's just I know that it's bad. And then when I start typing, I can see like I can kind of work through that stuff that I was, I guess, like outlining before. So I'm glad that you do. that. (laughs) And it's nice to. I think it's nice to have those receipts because with the computer, mm-hmm. you can just remove it, you know? Yeah. And like, there will be no history. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something nice about going back to your notes. Yeah. And being able to see where you were thinking mm-hmm. or return to an idea that you thought was trash. Right. But also be like, oh, that was actually really yeah. nice. Like, like, maybe it wasn't trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep that. I'm going to file it away. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I think paper process is really. Um, important because we take for granted the undo mm-hmm. and some things don't deserve the undo but yeah. like they deserve to be saved and mm-hmm. and you should be able to access it later right that makes sense so speaking of overworking which is something that you just pinpointed on too how do you know when a project is done because I feel like as people that create things, I feel like we can always go back and look and be like, oh, I could have changed this color or I could have moved that somewhere or reworded that. But how do you know when something is finished? I think when you start to feel a lot of strain working on it, mm-hmm. I think that's a good ind- indicator, at least for me, to put the brush down. Mm-hmm. Um, I get really antsy and I get project fatigue I call it (laughs) um when I've been working on something for too long Mm -hmm. which that is a whole nother box to unpack but um yeah usually if it's like I'm adding stuff and I'm just adding it Mm -hmm. to add it or um you know I'm not sure where to go next but I'm still trying to work on it Mm -hmm. I'll stop but also one of the solves that I've had for this is to remember that whatever I'm working on at any given time it's not going to be the last thing that I work on forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I try to think of it more optimistically in a sense that this piece isn't going to be my last yeah um I'm creating a body of work not just like one piece that's going to define me for Mm -hmm. the rest of my (laughs) life and career so it's just like Using each piece as a means to an end mm-hmm. um, and accepting it as a process for your growth when you finish it. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you don't like about it, which happens to me all the time. Just take those notes, like allow your work to teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah. So as we stated in your bio, you work with a lot of startups and up and coming entrepreneurs on all of their creative or a lot of their creative projects. So why do you think that it's important to support the people that are just starting out? I think uh, a big gap um, between some of the startups that make it and don't is like whether or not they have a clear vision of who they are as Mm -hmm. a company or a brand and what, who they're speaking to and also like what their core mission is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's something that's critical early on to not just like have visuals that support it, but really 
nail down your story, mm-hmm. nail down your philosophy, speak to the right people. Um, I know when you're starting out, you just are like, I want to reach everyone all the time. Like, mm-hmm. this is for everyone. Yeah. And that's not always true. Like, mm-hmm. it might eventually be for everyone. But I think it's key to be really critical in your thinking when you're starting your brand out. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that part is the most fun. Yeah. It's just, like, to help guide people into, like, a strong brand statement. Like, this is who we are. Right. Um, your audience gets it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're able to come along for the ride because they understand. So that's that's where I get the most joy is when someone has an idea and it's just like running wild and we can say, hey, let's have some fun. Like, mm-hmm. let's figure out what it's going to look like. What are the textures? What are the colors? But also, what is the voice like? Yeah. Is is your brand sassy? Does mm-hmm. it have attitude? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really positive and kind? Like, I like to bring that out of people and get them thinking like that. Can you tell us some of the brands or companies that you've worked with so far? Okay. So, um, I do a little bit of work with Green Top Gifts, mm-hmm. um, which is an inclusive wrapping paper company. Oh, cool. Um, they're really fun. Uh, I did some work for the Griot, mm-hmm. which was just like simple identity work. Uh, I've done like more campaign work around events. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, the auto show parties. Okay. At, like I did a specific auto show party with Ed Wilburn, who was at GM, mm-hmm. um, but had retired. And he was throwing, like, an afterglow for Mm -hmm. the charity um, preview. Mm -hmm. And so I would do, like, the branding and signage and stuff for that, which is really fun. Um, I've also done a spirits, like, well, not a spirits brand, but a brand that does, like, cocktail garnishes and, like, syrups and stuff. Okay. Which was really different for me. Yeah. Because I've never... I had never done, like, a food product, mm-hmm. but that was fun. Um, I've done some one-off work for Swankaposh Boutique. Okay. Which was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to pick up certain things, even if it's not campaign. Mm-hmm. I like to pick up things that was like, oh, you have free creative brain, and, like, you can yeah. <laughs> make it really fun. Like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Like, those are fun to take on. Um yeah, I think that those are some. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing some really bigger ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, that still gives people an idea of, again, how cool you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about these animations that you've been doing on your Instagram. I just would like to know how you do them. So is it, you know, have you seen people do those stop motion, like photo GIFs? Oh, yes. Th- so is that similar to what it's like? Do you have to draw something and then like take a picture of it and then draw another piece of it, take a picture of it, and then turn it into one big video? So that that is one approach. Mm-hmm. You could do stop motion uh, depending on what the look is. Okay. Um, what I do is, well, lately I've been trying to get more into traditional frame-by-frame okay. uh, processes. So that is just like you draw everything out in sketch form. Mm-hmm. Like every frame, it's almost like a comic or like a 
I don't want to say a comic, but you know how we used to make those little flip books? Yeah. Go, oh, that's okay. Exactly okay. The, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just draw every frame, but it's important to get the sketch right mm-hmm. so that the finishing product, when you go in and you do the color and mm-hmm. like the final line work and stuff, you know where everything's going to go and okay. there's no guesswork. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's pretty time consuming. Yeah, I was going to um, ask. Because <laughs> I... I use, at first I was using this program called After Effects, Mm -hmm. which I still use, but it's more simplified because you can just put down a keyframe Mm -hmm. and like put it on another keyframe and move a circle across the page, you Mm -hmm. know? But I just wanted to get more of that handmade feel um, going. So I'm trying to dive into traditional 2d mm-hmm. styling yeah you got this well they look great thank you like i said i like to look at them that forever 21 slash 81 slash 41 however <laughs> the aging one was cute yeah. <laughs> yeah i've been i've been doing the this homework challenge it's called homework mm-hmm. um which is like it was necessary for me to do because i was trying to start drawing daily like okay. as a practice mm-hmm. and a drawing challenge is a perfect way to do that because it's like you there's no guesswork like there's a prompt mm-hmm. you answer the prompt okay. so that one was like take a brand and either parody it or pay homage to it okay and I was just like well mine is more like a remix so yeah um because I worked there for a long time. I know. You know, <laughs> you know shout out to your patience because I could not. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just looks so sad that worked at Forever 21. Because it was sad. I know. Like, <laughs> you never knew when you were going to go home. Yeah. 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 I'm, I hate it asking people questions there. I'm like, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know and you don't care. You don't because they like change. They'll change like stuff around the store mm-hmm. like you have your visual managers that are like moving clothing and yeah. you're like well I think this shirt is over here mm-hmm. and then you walk over there you take the customer over there and it's, and not, it's there. not there and you're just like uh, <laughs> well <laughs> just kidding <laughs> sorry <laughs> um who or what are some of your biggest creative influences okay Ooh. Mm-hmm. So many. So I was talking to you earlier mm-hmm. about how I recently started working for someone named Lauren Holm. Yes. I have to shout her out because Yay. she is a total inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does hand lettering um, and illustration for brands like um, Target. Mm-hmm. And she is just like an idea machine. And she is really good at taking a concept that's Mm -hmm. really niche and like expanding on it and making it into something that'll work for her. Mm -hmm. And so like her philosophy is about creating relatable work, Mm -hmm. but work that is also true to self. Okay. Because the human condition Mm -hmm. is like easy to access and it's universal. Mm -hmm. So like, she always says, like, the things that you joke about with your friends, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that you should create work okay. based on. Because if your friends are laughing at this thing, then chances are there's another circle of friends that find the same thing funny. Gotcha. And so, and so 
Yeah, she has a lot of work and courses teaching people how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, another artist that I love would be Kara Walker. Mm-hmm. It's a different space, but yeah. I really, I've always loved her work mm-hmm. um, in the way that she's, her pivot game is the best thing to me, like how she like started painting and then she was just like, I'm going to cut paper mm-hmm. and just made these amazing silhouette yeah. works. Like it's just, yeah, she's always been an inspiration. My background's in, in photography, mm-hmm. so. You took my graduation photos <laughs> when I graduated college. Yeah. <laughs> so I've um, always loved Richard Avedon. Like that is a cliche person to like, mm-hmm. but it's cliche for a reason. <laughs> um, if it's good, it's good. Yes, Richard Avedon is the best. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the movement in his work. Okay. Um, and he's not the founding father of motion mm-hmm. because he had a, he had a right. someone who inspired him. But he did make it like mainstream, and I feel like he's much of the reason why we have such animated um, fashion ads and mm-hmm. photography around today with so much attitude and okay. urgency is because he was really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's too many. There's too many <laughs> to name. Yes. Those are some good ones. So speaking of drawing challenges, so I know typically I feel like you do Inktober, which is... Oh, it's coming. I know. (laughs) Just around the river bend. So for those that don't know, it's a drawing challenge that artists all over the world take. So they do one ink drawing per day during the month of October. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I I was on the website yesterday and I see that they are like, you can do the half... They call it like the half marathon Mm -hmm. and you can just do it for half the month or like... I think they did the 5K is what they called it, where it's like you can just do one per week. (laughs) So this year, are you going to be doing it every day, half the month, once a week? What are you feeling like? I'm I'm going to try and do every day. Okay. Um, I've been doing every day for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard. Yeah. Like halfway through, you're just... Because for that one, do they have prompts or you're pretty much just, it's just whatever comes to you? There's a prompt list, okay. but it's not, it's very broad. Okay. It's just like one word, mm. like <laughs> ash, and you're just, whatever. But, a chimney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, last year, I, my Inktober, not to be self-deprecating, but my Inktober, I felt wasn't, wasn't that great. But it was because I was exploring environments and stuff like that. Okay. And so... Sometimes I'll, like, pick an area that I feel like I'm not very strong in, Mm -hmm. and I'll say, I'll focus on that for 31 days. Okay. um, I haven't decided what I'm going to do this year, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to incorporate lettering in some Mm -hmm. way, because I have some things I want to experiment with. Okay. But Inktober is hard. Like, even if anyone doesn't make it, they start and they don't finish, Mm -hmm. that is fine. Yeah. You try. It's like... When you go for a run, like they likened it to running, mm-hmm. it's like if you put your shoes on and you get out there and you run a block, mm-hmm. like you should be proud of yourself. Yes, yeah, you've done it. Yeah. Do you? Well, you, like you said, it's hard, but do you feel like drawing every day really does help to strengthen your skills? So whether that's like technical or just 
being more creative, like coming up with different ideas and different ways to, I guess, interpret the words that they give you? Like, do you feel like it does help with that? Or is it more so like, do you start to feel like it's a chore? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. During Inktober, it feels like a chore. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, I got to do my Inktober. You you like have to do your work Mm -hmm. and you have to cook dinner and stuff. And you're just like, oh my gosh, Inktober. But it also forces you to make drawing or your work a priority in mm-hmm. your life, which is like something that I always struggled with okay. as a freelancer was just like, okay, I do all this stuff for money. Right. But I'm doing it because I need to make a living. Mm-hmm. But making spe- uh, making space for myself and for what I want to make was really hard. It so, is. Like, like I said at the beginning, like having a drawing challenge is great for that mm-hmm. because Sometimes when you sit down and you're like, I don't know what to draw, which happens in Inktober anyway. Mm-hmm. But like having a mission really helps. Yeah. Because there's like, it removes the anxiety mm-hmm. of like, like, oh, what should I make? But also, I think to your question, drawing daily or drawing as often as possible mm-hmm. is like working out. Like Okay you're strengthening strengthening and conditioning that muscle Mm -hmm. to like draw on certain no pun intended draw (laughs) to to tap into that creative energy that you have yeah I think everybody has yeah so like you know if you want to draw draw if you want to make music make music Mm -hmm. it could be like I fiddle around on the piano like Mm -hmm. every morning I personally draw every morning I get up early okay people (laughs) I'm a night owl me too. But yes. how early do you wake up? 5.30. Every, like, no alarm? No. I have an alarm, but I'm pretty good about just getting up. Crystal. Okay, well, how late do you stay up? I don't stay up late anymore. Okay. I Reformed re- night owl. Yes, I am a reformed <laughs> night owl. I, I still party hard on the weekends. Okay. <laughs> but during the week, I'll go to sleep around 9.30, mm-hmm. 10.30 at the latest. Okay. Because... I'm trying to get that eight hours. Yeah. But I wake up at 5.30. I'll get ready because mm-hmm. my thing is I don't want to be rushed. Okay. So I get up and drawing is a part of my morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important to have like a morning, even if it's not a morning. It could be a night ritual. Yeah. Whatever. Midday ritual. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have, if you schedule time for yourself, because these days you have to schedule it. You can't right. just be like. I should do that thing for myself. Yeah. Like schedule it. Like if you're going to get your nails done, get your nails mm-hmm. done. Like, make, set the date. Mm-hmm. Like, put yourself in your calendar. Right. Um, so like, yeah, to stop preaching. <laughs> I, <laughs> I draw every morning and I don't pressure myself to make something nice. Okay. Like, it can be like a crappy doodle, mm-hmm. but it's just like to get my hand moving mm-hmm. to prime myself for the day. Um, and I think that's important. And I think the more you do something, even though you don't see the incremental changes mm-hmm. along the way, you'll turn around and like the following year, you'll be like, wow, this is really easy for me. Or wow, like I can like bang out this sketch mm-hmm. like in 10 minutes where it used to take me like an hour. Right. Um, so it's like conditioning that muscle, like running that marathon. Like you have to train every yeah. single day. You have to do certain types of things and focus on certain muscle groups or whatever. So Mm -hmm. you are very disciplined because I just 
it was so funny because I was talking to a coworker at work about this, I think a couple days ago, whatever. But she's like the same. I don't like to be rushed. I get up early, make sure I'm on time. And I think that maybe just rushing fuels me because <laughs> I'm so good at running late. It's it's crazy. <laughs> like I'm always overestimating how much time I actually have to do something. I'm like, Oh, I have an hour to get somewhere. I'm going to change my clothes four times. It's fine. I'm going to sit and watch an episode of whatever. Like, and then next thing I know, I have five minutes to get to where I'm going to be. Then I have to call the person. Hey, I'm running a little late. I will get caught up drawing, though. Like, mm-hmm. if, I, if I draw before I have to leave, it'll be kind of sticky because okay. I might get lost in, like, Oh, I'm I'm working on this like head mm-hmm. shape, or I'm working on this arm, or this yeah. hand's not right, and I'll like be fixing it, fixing it, and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to go. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you definitely have to know yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you're going to bed at nine thirty, like, what is your winding down process like? Ooh, okay. So I'm not supposed to look at. You're not supposed to look at screens. Yeah, like an hour before bedtime or something like that. I yeah, think. but. I totally break that rule. Mm-hmm. I read. I read manga. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you doing it like a like a physical book or it's like on? It's on like, the iPad. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I break that rule. But mm-hmm. I also, it's like my last stitch effort or my last thing that I do for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's like leisure. Yeah. It's not like I'm checking email. Right. Like, and like, oh, I'm going to be thinking about that mm-hmm. all night. But I just try to end on an inspirational note. Okay. No matter what. Yeah. That's a good rule to have. I need to stop. I feel like I end my night and start my day on my phone. And I don't like that. But I'm just, I don't know. It's it's like a habit or like second nature to me now. So whereas at first I used to grab from my glasses, that used to be the first thing I used to grab. <laughs> and now it's like my phone. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably put my glasses on. Like, I don't. So I just don't, especially in the morning, because, like, who wants to start their day off on Twitter? Like, I need to stop doing that. But it's just right there. So I've been doing a little bit better as far as, like, okay, why don't you read a book before closing your eyes? And I still like physical books, so I have those. I'm not reading on my phone, but still, I don't know. It's just so difficult. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get there. It's okay. Do you think that creativity involves a lot of thought and intention, or do you think it's more so like letting your mind just roam freely? I think it's a balance. It's a balancing act because mm-hmm. I think with design, or I mean in general, like with anything, you you have to have some intention after the concept is formed. Mm-hmm. So I think in order for you to have ideas good ideas uh you do have to let your mind kind of wander Mm -hmm. you have to enjoy the things around you Mm -hmm. you have to experience life um an artist named jake parker which does he started inktober okay he always talks about filling your creative bank account okay which i love that concept um so i do think like letting your mind wander like being uh having an explorer's attitude is really important but once you nail down like the idea that you want to communicate you do have to keep in mind if you want to communicate to a certain 
group or mm -hmm. you want to say something specific, you have to introduce intention into it. Yeah. And kind of figure out what decisions you're going to make to amplify whatever you're going to say. Mm -hmm. um, because if you don't have some sort of rhyme or reason, like no one's going to get it. Right. And you may not, I mean, it depends on your intention. Mm -hmm. like you may not want people to get it. You may want people to take whatever they want from it. Mm -hmm. Or you might want a very specific feeling or reaction. Yeah. So I do think that past the idea phase, which I think is the loosey-goosey phase, mm -hmm. you do have to, like, bring it in. I think that's where the the experienced artist comes out or mm -hmm. the more refined <laughs> yeah. creative person comes out and it's just like, well, what are we, what are, what is our goal and mm -hmm. how do we get there? Yeah. So with your work, like what do you typically find that your intention is with it? And then how do you want people to feel when they look at something that you've created? Hmm. Well, these days I'm, I'm really, I want to put a lot more positive mm -hmm. energy into the world because yeah. it's just like <laughs> very I mean, um, scarce. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Like, because everyone says this all the time, but it's just like really tense right now. Mm -hmm. like, and I don't want to make angsty, <laughs> angsty work <laughs> because I feel like that's just innate. In yeah. Like, just going through life right now is mm -hmm. just like kind of stressful. Um, so. I, I do want to, like, preserve the ex the escape for people. Like, I want to feel, I want people to feel, like, relief mm -hmm. or calm or even just, like, a little bit of excitement, like, just to, like, step away from, like, even if you're scrolling on Instagram, if, if I can get you to stop, like, to get out of like the monotony or mm -hmm. like you know how you get in the zone and you're just like swiping through yeah. swiping through double taps like right <laughs> like if if you can have a moment of awareness by looking at something I think the work is successful okay and I do feel like your work is positive like I like when you do your hand lettering and it's like you got this or like something that's very bright and just cheerful and I look at it and I feel happy that's what I would say I feel like when I look at your work it makes me happy <laughs> so I know that you recently started like a critique group. I don't know if you still are you still doing it or uh, critique group is like having a long pause. Okay, <laughs> because I got busy. I got really busy with the summer. Mm -hmm. um, but I okay. So my dream mm -hmm. is for it to have a critique group that meets in person yeah. once a month. Okay, um, and so I'm. I would say this is a beta phase. Uh -huh. And what I discovered was when I invited people to join, most of the people that signed up were out of town. Okay. And so I was just like, well, this isn't exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted it to be like, you can talk online, but there's like a human touch. Right. Element, like where we actually meet up and like, yeah, have fun and like bond and, have like you know connect mm -hmm. um so that was like a like a little bit of a plot twist um and so right now it's just like a group on instagram 
<laughs> because that's where they wanted it to be. I was okay. like, where do you want this to exist? Yeah. And they were like, Instagram. And I was like, okay. So it's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like people just pop in and like say, hey, this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, they share a process. Um, it's been pretty quiet for a little while. Yeah. But I've been meaning to resurrect it. But I just want to do it at a time that I'm able to right. engage actively. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask just what your thoughts are on constructive criticism and why why you felt the need to start a critique group and why you feel like critiques are important with your craft. Because I know sometimes people can, that whole, like, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish, whatever, <laughs> is a very real thing. But I feel like as much as it sucks to have somebody kind of, like, look at your work and tell you, I don't want to say what's wrong with it, but just ways that it could be better, like that can kind of crush people sometimes, <laughs> but I feel like it's necessary because you want to get better. Yeah, it's it's super necessary. Like when I was at SCAD, I hated critique. Mm-hmm. Like I was, because I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I just like the idea of just like, you just post your work up there and mm-hmm. like you're just standing there and everyone's just like looking at yeah. it and saying or not saying anything. Um it's like really tough, but I ended up missing it when I left Okay, because it's just like when you're in a vacuum with other creative people, you do get the constructive like feedback where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you know, that line there or that color yeah. or whatever. But when you're in the, in the real world, no, like people know what they like and they don't like, but not everyone has the words mm-hmm. or the vocabulary to explain what isn't working for them. Right. And so I would love to have more of that mm-hmm. in my life. Um, because, like, if you're creating in a vacuum and you're just, like, you know, drawing and drawing, and you're like, this is great, this mm-hmm. is fantastic, I love it, and then you show it to someone else, it's like sometimes you do wish that you had like an outsider say, mm, you know, that pear kind of looks like an eggplant, you right. know, and you're just like, oh, it kind of does. It kind of <laughs> does. Right. <laughs> right. And even people like a lot of people don't feel like they're qualified to critique art, mm-hmm. which I also think isn't true. Like, yeah, everyone's quali- qualified to speak on how a piece makes them feel okay. or what they see in it, even objectively, because that gives you a lot of information on like whether or not what you did is successful. Okay. Because eventually if you are putting your work out there right. and you want your work to be seen, yeah. There's gonna be a variety of people looking at it and interpreting it and you're not gonna have control over what they take away. Yeah. And so I feel like during your process getting critique or asking anyone mm-hmm. like what they think and really probing them because, like, sometimes you ask your mom and she's like, oh, it's beautiful, baby. Right. And, and you're just like, yeah, mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> thanks, mom. But, like, really saying, like, hey, ask specific questions. Like, what do you see in this? Like, okay. How does this make you feel? Like, you know, that will give you a lot of information. Um, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I, when, <laughs> when I was uh, studying abroad, uh, we had some, a couple of, professors from Oxford talked to us and they led a critique mm-hmm. and it was really fantastic 
because we weren't allowed to say anything about our work. Okay. And the beginning was just everyone going out of a room and saying what they see objectively. Okay. So it's just like, I see a tree, like okay. I see a cloud or whatever. And then you just kind of go deeper and deeper into like meaning and stuff. And by listening as an artist, mm-hmm. you learn a lot about what your work is saying to people. Okay. Um, and so like sometimes when people are like, do you want to explain like your work? I'll say like no, mm-hmm. like I just want to be on fly in the wall and listen to what people say about it. Okay, because then you could just take notes on that and say, okay, that made that person feel sad, and then you could take a critical eye to your work and mm-hmm. say, okay, what is it about this piece that might make someone feel sad? Right, like it might be the color, it might be like as small as a line, like the way you drew a line. Okay, you know? um, but I do think like just listening and like having incorporating critique from everyone not just like other artists right important that makes a lot of sense that actually changed my well not that I thought it was bad but just the fact that you said that it doesn't necessarily have to be another artist or somebody that is also another professional in your industry critiquing it because yeah if you're doing that professionally or if that's your full-time thing you are going to have people coming, going into museums or galleries or whatever, looking at your stuff that are from all different backgrounds. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. What's, like, I guess maybe the most interesting critique that someone has given your work that you kind of had to, like, maybe in the moment you didn't understand it or didn't agree, and then you looked back at your work and were like, okay, I can see that. You got me stumped. <laughs> Trying to flip through. Well, I'll I'll say this. It's not a perfect answer, mm-hmm. but I people people always are like, "You have a style." Okay. And, but no one ever tells me what the style is. <laughs> and I'm just like, tell me, tell me, please, because I don't, I don't feel like I have mm-hmm. one because I meander a lot. Okay. Um, but people, when people tell me like that I have a, like a particular style I'll immediately go back and try to access it. Mm-hmm. And th- this goes back to the feedback thing because I need to actually probe people mm-hmm. and say like, well, what is this style? Like what, what? Well, that was the biggest fly ever. <laughs> that just flew on my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Back to the answer. You need to probe people. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to talk about me. No more talking about me, but, like, yeah, people will say, you have a style. Uh, you definitely have a style. And I just, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I feel like I'm still trying to find it. Okay. Um, But this is such a weird, meandering answer to your question, but. You're um, <laughs> I would say that's the, like, the feedback that I get is, like, you have a particular thing going on. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know what it means, but I should ask. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think. Hmm. Because I said it makes me feel happy. I would say your style to me. And I don't know if this would have anything to do with like how you're. Because I don't know. Because everything I look at is like different, but I feel like that underlying message of like positivity and happiness and encouragement is still there. But I can't say like, oh, all of your A's have this particular curl to them. Like I can't. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to nail down. So I yeah. just like, yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Um, now I'm going to be staring at all of your stuff. And then I'm going to try to figure it out. Or they give you an answer so that you can have something to work with. I can be like, I think my people say. Mm-hmm. Critics say. Right. Why? Yes. <laughs> As art critics, a resume. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to your work, what are, I would say, maybe like three to five things that you cannot live without? It can be supplies or it could be... Well, yeah, let's say supplies. Supplies are like software. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I have to have, have to have pencil and paper. Mm -hmm. I guess that's two things. Um, I can use, if I have to only have five, I'd use a Photoshop. Okay. And that's three. Mm-hmm. iPad and pencil. Wait, you said pencil. Yeah. Wait, or pencil for your iPad. One. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. Assuming that assuming that all the apps are included. You do a lot of sketches on your iPad? So I recently got an iPad uh-huh. at the beginning of the year. Okay. And I'm really new to using procreate and stuff okay that's like everyone's favorite it's like procreate Mm -hmm. um it's it's interesting like i as someone who like draw traditionally most of the time Mm -hmm. it does take some getting used to okay like figuring out what your process is yeah um and what i landed on was just if i'm if i can't sketch in procreate like if it's not working I'll switch back to paper and it'll be easier mm-hmm. and then I'll just take a picture and I'll like bring it in mm-hmm. to procreate and like make everything nice um but yeah it's like it's been a really life-changing tool okay for in terms of like being able to do things quickly mm-hmm. um because you can easily move things around and make changes yeah and okay things that aren't right um but yeah, it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I just use my iPad to watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Do you typically carry a sketchbook with you wherever you go? I try to. Okay. Um, I've been trying to downsize because I'm a bag lady, and <laughs> I will, I will carry my whole life. With yeah. Me. It's so. like, where are you going? <laughs> To the store. <laughs> right, you'd be like, I'm going to go to Evan's party. Let me pack my book, my, <laughs> my pencils. <laughs> Got some paints in here. <laughs> Honestly, if you started sketching at one of my parties, I think I would 
Ooh, maybe at my next one we can set you up in easel. <laughs> you oh can do gosh. a live art installation. They would be so bored. They would I... like, she's erased like 20 times. <laughs> Why does she keep erasing? <laughs> oh, well, y'all can go home. Meanwhile, I'm going to sit here and watch Crystal draw. <laughs> what is the best advice that anyone has ever given you, whether it's like just in life in general or about your career? I feel like more than one person told me this, so I can't say it's, I can't pinpoint just one person, Mm -hmm. but setting boundaries has been really big. Mm -hmm. Um, Still working on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we're so conditioned to like, care so much about being nice. Mm -hmm. We just, we don't want to offend. We don't want to be mean. And, like, sometimes it's, like, really toxic to just, like, think everything is mean. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's okay to say you don't want to do that. Yeah. It's okay to charge for your work. Mm-hmm. Charge your real rate. Right. If it's not for them or they can't afford it, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, if they want you to do something at a rid- on a ridiculous timeline, it's okay to say no. Like, yeah. It's okay to ask for what you want. Like, you know... That is, like, really difficult, but also really important advice that I've been trying to incorporate Mm -hmm. (laughs) into my day-to-day life. Because um, Lauren and I always talk about this, like, you'll you'll be kind at your own expense with other people a lot of times. So you'll be like... I don't want this person to be uncomfortable, so I'll be uncomfortable. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, drag me. Why don't you? <laughs> it's just like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. You'll, like, if you're working for less than you feel like you should work, you're not going to have a good time working on right. it. You're going to feel resentful. Like, you're going to feel undervalued. Mm-hmm. Like, that, oh, I'm working on this thing that I have to turn in, mm-hmm. and the timeline's crappy, and yeah. I'm not even getting paid that right. much. Like, and you're not going to do your best work mm-hmm. under those conditions. And so, like, setting boundaries allows you to be your best self. Yeah. Because you have to care for you first before you can knock it out of the park for someone else. Right. Saying no to people just really pains me. Like, I'm like... I have the hardest time and I've always had a hard time because I don't want them to be like, oh, okay. Like seeing somebody else's feelings hurt. And if it was something that I feel like I had control over or something that I did, I'm just like, no, Evan, <laughs> like <laughs> you're a bad person. <laughs> or like, I don't know, just really beating yourself up about putting yourself first. It's like, why, why, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> and then like a lot of times people, people won't, assume that there's a problem unless you say there's a right. problem. They'll just be like, you know, Evan's cool with mm-hmm. this. Like, she's cool. Like, and you're like, I'm not cool. Yes. I'm secretly See, not Dying cool. yeah. on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't, they won't know. Right. And then, like, you get into this cycle where you kind of resent them. Yes. But they have no clue you resent them. They're just like, yeah, Evan's done this great thing mm-hmm. for me for $10 and it's amazing. Yeah. And you're just like, I know. <laughs> so it's so funny because I got my birth chart read like a couple weeks ago. And that was one of the things that um, her name's Carlita. She was on the podcast, too. But that was one of the things she told me. She was like, you um, have a tendency to like 
just assume that other people are going to treat you the way that you treat them. And so you don't Mm -hmm. say anything, but you walk around like, if I was this person, this is how I would treat me. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying things, I'm like coming up with these like falsehoods in my mind, like they wouldn't do that to me because I wouldn't do that to them. And it's like, no, you're wrong. They would absolutely do that to you because you didn't say that it was a problem. So. Okay, <laughs> enough about that. I don't feel, feel like talking about right. Don't that. treat people. Don't treat people how you want to be treat, treated. Treat people how they want to be yes. treated. Yes, that's the real golden rule. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a few more um, before we're done. So which of your mediums gives you the most satisfaction and why? Easy. <laughs> I love making stuff move. Like, mm-hmm. I think that. And I think that's that's what the trajectory is with visuals in general. Mm-hmm. It's just people stop for motion. Yeah. You know? It's like anything That's so that, funny. I know. Stop <laughs> for motion. That should be my new model. It should be. <laughs> Making you stop for motion. <laughs> Let's put these on a t-shirt. I know, right? Okay. Um, TM. So, <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just love making things move. Like, it's very time consuming, but... The payout is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really rewarding. And, um, yeah, that's, like, really what I'm into right now and I want to do more of. Mm-hmm. So, once again, with my waking up early, I have to find time to, yeah. like, I'm trying to work on, which I'm really not doing well with. But that's okay because it's, it's a process. process. Yeah. I would like to do more long-term projects where it's just like I'm gonna do this thing mm-hmm. and I'm gonna work on it for the course of a couple weeks and then I'm gonna like finish it and then post it or share it or whatever mm-hmm. because I think with social media it's like a lot of pressure to post a lot post yeah often and post quickly mm-hmm. so especially like with procreate culture culture with the iPad it's like people are like making stuff and posting it every day and I'm like do you guys have jobs listen how are you doing (laughs) and it's like beautiful work Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful work but it's just like understanding like what your pace is and respecting that yeah like you'll get faster but also being fast isn't that doesn't mean you're good that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything really yeah it's yeah it's not that valuable Mm -hmm. but um just like, yeah, I want to do more long-term stuff so I can incorporate more motion into my portfolio. Okay. But, like, really quality, well-thought-out motion work mm-hmm. is what my goal is for the next year. You got it. <laughs> you said it, so it's yours. All right. Y'all got to <laughs> call me out. Like, Where that motion work? Okay. <laughs> what is the most tedious part of the work that you do? Ooh. I think it's uh, after you your sketches is solidified, mm-hmm. just like making everything look polished, like filling in the colors and mm-hmm. stuff and doing textures, that takes a long time. Um, and sometimes color takes a long time because you're just like switching colors. Yeah. Like for hours. <laughs> or like This blue or that blue? You're like, <laughs> I think this blue should be more violet. And then you're just like, mm, I think this violet should be more blue. And then you're like, maybe I don't do blue at all. Maybe I do orange. Like, it's like really, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. 
And there's just so many colors to choose from. So it's like you could do that for days. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> yeah. And I guess depending on, too, like going back to the intention, like how do you want this to make people feel or whatever. So that plays a whole nother part in it because color and mood definitely is a thing. Yes, yeah. it is. What does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Ooh, all right. The best question of all the what questions. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, it just means being open and being ready to grab opportunities when they come. Mm-hmm. Um, but also being, like, to the point earlier, being, like, feisty enough to know what you want. Yeah. And say that that's what you want and mm-hmm. say that this is not what I want. Yeah. Um, and just, like, really build the life that you want to live. Um, people always talk about, like, Detroit's really on the come up, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I think what that means is, like, there's a lot of opportunities here, and it's up to us to be ready to accept those. Yeah. And also have the agency to seek those out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Maybe that means I'm not a damsel if I can't tell people I don't like this. <laughs> you are. You're working on it. <sighs> Pray for me, y'all. It's, it's being a damsel is a is a process. <sighs> yes. <laughs> it's an everyday process. It is an everyday process. I just want to be able to like look at somebody and be like, no. <laughs> and not feel like I have to explain anything else after that. Like, no, period. So here's one pro tip before uh, we go. Um, one thing that I've done, you could have a designated no person mm-hmm. or you can make a script. Okay. Like, especially if most of your communication is like email mm-hmm. or text, you can have like a rejection text template. Yeah. That, cause That's that not way a bad idea. It removes the anxiety mm-hmm. of like, how do I say this? How am I going to tell this person that I can't? Mm -hmm. So you can just write out (laughs) a short list of, like, canned responses. Mm -hmm. And then you can just be like, "Um, I would love to, but I'm at capacity right now. (laughs) (laughs) Copy-based. That's actually not a bad idea. Just have a folder full of no's. My no folder. Yes. Okay, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? Okay, so I am on Instagram Mm -hmm. at Chris the Creative. Chris with a K. Yes, (laughs) K-R-I-S, the Creative. Um, My website is chriscreates.com. Once again, K-R-I-S, creates.com. those are the two main places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I post at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you might get a bonus in there, but Ooh. yeah, it's really fun. It's a lot of fun online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just go look at her stuff anyway, in general, because it's cool and it looks great. And you're going to be like, wow, she did all of this. That's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> 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 I would like to learn how to draw. Like Crystal. You flatter me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Thanks so much for having me. Got you me. out of the house once again. Yes. Only for <laughs> Evan. Evan knows how to bring people out the house and together. You know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. 
Um, well, guys, that concludes our episode. Um, as always, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and we'll be back next week.